Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Welcome to the very first episode of the Craft to Career Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Chapel, and I am the owner and creator of Quilters Candy. I have spent the last few years growing a creative business, and just within the last year, I started teaching others how to turn their craft into a successful career, and I love it. I It's a, kind of an obsession of mine where I love to learn about different ways of marketing, what's working well. I study and obsess over how to help reach people, how to help other people find success, And I thought, you know, I really want to create a platform where I can reach more people, where I can help people understand that if they have this craft or a hobby and they want to turn it into a career, that they can, and that there are tangible things that you can do to find success. I really feel passionate about this because as I've studied things, you know, I've heard different people say, you need to do this, you need to do this. There's a lot of conflicting information out there. And there's some that I really fought against for years that I heard people say, you need to do this, you need to do this. And I was like, you know, I, I don't, and I didn't, I didn't do it, but then I learned why I should do it. And I started doing it. And it has really helped me find success. And so I want to share with you the things that have worked for me, the things that I see working for other people. You know, I I find it really important to find someone who can help you, who can walk the walk. There's a lot of people out there who, who find information that other people are sharing and just kind of regurgitate it. But I have been working with people to help them grow their craft into a career. I'll call them crafterpreneurs, if you will. And I I know it works. I have seen what helps people. And I want to share that with you. So each week, there's going to be a new episode of the Craft to Career podcast. Some weeks, I'll be just myself sharing tips and tricks and things that will really help you find success. Other weeks, I'll bring guests on the show and we'll hear their stories of what their craft is, how is it successful for them. And each week, regardless if it's myself or a guest, I'm really excited for you to to understand that there is room for you, that if you have something that you're passionate about and you want to turn that into a career, you can, you really can. And you will find tips here and stories that will give you tangible things that you can apply so that you can start turning your craft into a career or finding more success if you've already started with that. So just to start off, I want to share a little bit about my story, where how I started as a craftopreneur. And really, we've got to go way back. Really, we've got to start my entrepreneurial story when I was really young. I I don't know why I've always had this desire to create and sell things. But when I was young, some friends were over and I was like, oh my gosh, I have this idea. Let's sell mouthwash. I don't know where, maybe I saw a commercial, who knows? I don't remember where the idea came from. But we went and took just normal toothpaste and mixed it with water, put it in a big metal tin and went door to door with a ladle and asked people if they wanted to buy our mouthwash. And I still remember the couple doors that did buy it. Cause I remember thinking even then I was like, it's kind of gross looking, but <laughs> bless their little hearts. They bought some of our mouthwash. So 
you know, ever since then, I mean, I've had a paper route on the weekends when I was little, even in junior high, I worked at the super eight motel cleaning rooms, which there's some really interesting stories that came from that, but I've just always had jobs. And I find myself thinking when, when I have a job or when I look at people doing certain work thinking, I, I think I could do that. Or I don't mean it in a conceited way, but you know, if you were to try this or that or tweak this or that, I think it could be more successful. And so just curious, always looking at things in a business sort of way. So anyhow, it's something that I've, I've kind of been, been born with, if you will. And it's just something that I've always kind of loved doing. So in 2015, I had a fashion blog. That was one of my many, many ventures. And I, I love fashion. And so I tried and it was not super successful. That's a really hard market to break into, but I tried. And while I was doing that, uh, I met a new friend and she moved across the street. She became just my best friend. We would go on walks every day, talked about all the things, work out, you know. And of course, I was like, Tracy, we should start a business together. And we had lots of ideas. I mean, we thought of writing a book. Well, okay. When I say we, this is, I'm, you know, I'm throwing out ideas left and right. Let's write a book. Let's start a makeup line for tweens that just has the basics all in one palette. I mean, just the ideas. And we, we dove pretty deep into some of these ideas, but, um, her mom came into town and her mom's a quilter and fabric designer. And she came in town for what's called the international quilt market. And they just called it market. We're going to market. So the second year that her mom came in town for this market, I was like, what, what does your mom do? And, and of course I was deep in the throes of studying businesses. I was like, Hey, you know, can I come along to this market? Can I see what she does? So Tracy and I went to this quilt market and I was blown away. I had done enough research to know that you needed a niche market. Keep in mind, I did not study business in college. I studied English, you know, <laughs> as a business person does. But um, but I knew I, I on my own, I had studied that it's really good to find a niche market. And so seeing this quilting community, first of all, all of my creative senses were so happy. The fabrics, the people, the projects, the energy that was there. I loved it and I wanted in and immediately I was walking around. It was a fashion blog, but I was like, Ooh, I could do a fashion blog about this or this or this. And it was at that quilt market that I was like, Tracy, we should do something in this market with this quilting stuff. I don't know what, but something. And so we were brainstorming and I talked to my little sister and, you know, throwing out ideas. And she said, you know, what's really big right now are these monthly subscription boxes. And I didn't know a ton about them. So I just started doing some research and sure enough, they were really popular. So Tracy and I decided we would start a monthly subscription box for quilters. And I mean, that's a story in and of itself. We didn't know what we were doing, but we figured it out. And and we started sooner than we were planning on it because all of a sudden another company came out with a, a quilting subscription box. And we were like, you know, we better jump on this quick before too many other people do this, which now I know better that there is room for everyone and you can do that whenever you want. But that was our, our mind frame and our thinking at the time. So we started in, I think, May of 2016. Our first box went, went out and 
looking back, so I've mentioned, you know, a few things that helped with success. One was the niche market. We were in the quilting community, but we went, you know, even further than that. And we only offered monthly subscription boxes for quilters. We sold nothing else and that was it. So it's pretty narrow. You know, we wanted it to be as narrow as possible. And then the second thing that really helped was our collaborations. So we, to very first start off with, we had a sample box of our first box and we sent it out to people in the quilting community who had a following on Instagram. And by following, I mean, anyone with 3000 or above, we were like, yes, perfect. We would love for them to share about our product. So we just reached out and we didn't hear back from a lot of people. You know, you could go and see if they had read your message, but some people we just never heard back from and that's all right. But a lot of people we did hear back from and they said, sure. Yeah. I'd love to have your box. So we mailed it to them and just asked if they would share about it. And that's how people found out about us. So our following grew rather quickly and our boxes, I mean, we had a couple hundred that we were selling, which we were pretty happy about. And it was good. I mean, the, that I don't, it's not free marketing because we were paying for the boxes, but as far as what someone pays for advertising and marketing, it's pretty cheap. So that was super successful. And it was really fun to get to meet people and send them these gifts and kind of grow a relationship with them. And it also really helped that what we included in our boxes we would collaborate with designers and people who were influential in the quilting community as well. So if they had a large following and they had a quilt pattern or fabric that was released, we would reach out and try and buy wholesale from them and ask if they would share with their followers that they were going to be included in our box. And that was just really successful. So that collaboration, not only was it fun, but it was really helpful to grow our audience. And so I mean, time went on and Tracy and her family ended up moving. They moved to Idaho and it was just me with all of these boxes. And it, it's a lot of work. It's physically a lot of work. It took up space to store the things in my house. I had an assistant for a while, but it got to a point where I either needed to like really buy a facility and really grow this thing and start thinking very differently or I needed to pivot and turn my business and change what I was doing. And so it was a hard emotional decision. You know, this was my baby that I had grown with my friend. Um, but I decided that it was time to change my business and what it looked like. So I stopped doing the physical boxes and I started writing and selling patterns. And I didn't, it took me about a year to think, I, you know, I still could do a membership. It could be all digital where instead of sending out a box, you know, I learned how to write and sell quilt patterns. What if I were to just do that monthly? And that's when I started a digital membership, the Quilters Candy membership. And honestly, that has been super rewarding. I didn't think it through. I didn't know that this connection with other quilters would be so much greater doing this membership where we can see each other and talk to each other and interact as opposed to a box where, uh, I mean, I don't know if their joy was greater in getting a physical box, but we weren't able to connect on such a level because we didn't have this community platform. And so who knew, but there you have it. It was really awesome to have to pivot that, that business structure and to, to be able to really connect with people in the quilting community. 
And as I continue to focus on the Quilters Candy membership, from the very get-go, when I first started learning to write my own quilt patterns, I remember first throwing the idea out and someone saying, no, that's a big deal. You don't just write quilt patterns. It's, it's really difficult. Um, maybe just kind of forget about that. Maybe not in those exact words, but basically like, no, that's too big of a thing. Move along, let other people do that. And if you know me, nothing lights a fire under me or motivates me more than someone saying, you can't do that. Then I'm out there to prove that I can do that. So I taught myself how to write quilt patterns and it was not easy. There was not a lot out there. There's a couple blog posts, but they were very vague. And, you know, my first couple patterns weren't super great. I didn't know how to use any Adobe products. I was using, I think, Microsoft Word. It was, you know, bless those people. I guess not as bad as the mouthwash, but bless those people who bought my first patterns because I didn't know what I didn't know. And it got better. You know, I found tech editors. I, I learned lots of things about how to write a quilt pattern, one of which was how to use Adobe products and make them look better. But um, I realized that I, I was kind of unique in the mind frame of I am not threatened by other people doing the same thing that I'm doing. And I didn't always think that way. You know, like I mentioned, when we first started the Quilters Candy Box, we moved up our release date because someone else released a box and we were like, oh no, that's going to step on our toes. But being in the business long enough, working and collaborating with people. And especially when I was learning how to write quilt patterns, I would talk to other people and there, there was definitely two schools of thought that I, I would meet some people who would hold things really close to them and not want to share. And you can get that vibe real fast and other people who were very open and yeah, no, totally. And then start sharing more information. Here's where I print my patterns. Here's where I get the bags to hold them. Here's, you know, just sharing, sharing, sharing. And I was so grateful for those people who were friendly and didn't feel that it was going to hurt their business if they shared that information with me. And I decided real quick, as I started to experience both of them, which one I wanted to be, I wanted to be the person who was going to share openly. And so looking around and realizing there, there's no one who is really telling someone how to write quilt patterns and sell them successfully. And so I decided I was going to write a course and I, I did not want anyone to experience that same thing that I had where someone was like, no, that's a big deal. You don't just do that. I wanted to give someone all the things that I knew, give them all the tools they needed and, and beyond, you know, help give business tips, help them really find success and, and that's where my business is today. And that is actually what's led me to start this podcast. The more that I am teaching people and seeing the questions that they have, and also seeing how many people can't afford the classes that I offer, I don't want there to be a hurdle that keeps people from finding success. I mean, I'm starting with this one podcast, but each week I'll be releasing new podcasts and over time there will be a wealth of knowledge right here for free that people can come and find and access and learn how to really grow their business, how to turn a craft into a successful career. And you can do it. I'm sincerely here to cheer you on. And the more success that you find and that my students find, 
the more success I find. I, I am only a successful teacher and podcaster if you have success. If the things I share aren't really helping anyone, then then I'm not really any good, you know? So honest to goodness, I want you to find success. I sincerely enjoy that. And I do really believe there's enough money in the world. There are enough people in the world that you can create the same thing that someone else is creating, but it's going to be uniquely yours. Your hands are going to touch it. Your creative mind is going to think of it. And even if it's the same product, it'll be different because it'll have your touch and people will be drawn to it because of your unique spin and take on it. So with that in mind, I invite you to join me next week where I will have my first guest on the podcast. It's Susie Quilts, and she is one of the most successful and followed modern quilters out there. She has a huge following on Instagram, a very successful Facebook group. Her blog is one of the top blogs for modern quilters and probably quilters in general. She started her business around the same time that I did. And it's just been phenomenal to see her business take off and the success that she's had. So we are going to dive in next week and talk with Susie about her story of how she got started as a quilter. And don't worry, not every week is going to be a quilter. I have guests from all different kinds of businesses coming to speak with us. But next week, I'm really excited for you to learn about Susie's story. And regardless if you're a quilter or not, She definitely has some tips on things that have helped her business grow that you can implement into your creative passion to help it be a successful career. So be sure to subscribe so that you do not miss an episode of the Craft a Career podcast and leave a review. I am going to start reading reviews at the beginning of the podcasts. So if you want your name and your Instagram handle, you know, whatever you sign your review with, I'll be sharing that on the podcast. And I'd love to hear what you think of the show. If there's questions that you have, I would love to hear all the things. Thanks so much for joining me on this very first episode of the Craft to Career podcast. I cannot wait to see you next week when we talk with Susie Quilts. And I hope you have a wonderful week. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.